0: Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Your word this morning. Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It sustains us. It's that which we meditate upon day and night to make sure that we prosper in all our ways, Lord. It's your promise, Lord. We pray, Father God, that your word would extend not only to our ears, Lord, but that it would enter into our hearts and that we would make it uh, our desire and our goal, Father God, to make your, uh, that we would be doers of your word, that we would make your word come to pass, that we would build our lives according to your instruction. And let us understand your word this morning so that we might grow, Father God, so that we might fulfill that which you've called us to fulfill here upon the earth, Lord. Lord, all the other thoughts that we have, Father God, we're filled with so much information regarding the holidays and discount specials and black sunday father we pray that today lord uh, i mean black friday father we pray that today you would fill our hearts with your word and by it we might prosper as we change our attitudes and change the direction that we that we take father that your word would direct our steps lord into the purposes you have for us oh god and we give you thanks lord for teaching us your ways lord and renewing our mind in t- according to your word father Father, as a seed that is planted in good soil, let your word be planted in our hearts today and that we might enjoy the fruits and that you might be glorified as a harvest comes in that's different than the harvest we've received in the past, Lord. We give you thanks for what you're doing in the church, Father God. We give you thanks for preparing a people that will take on the challenges to carry your work throughout the world, oh Father. We give you thanks in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I am our... Our value system is, is really um, changing as we get to know the Lord. And I, I was just talking to a young man last week. And he says, uh, for the last 10 years, I've been pursuing a, a job. I've been pursuing a job that would pay me over uh, six figures, over $100,000. And I wanted it so bad. But now that I've come and I've met the kingdom, now I'm more interested in inheriting the will of God for my life than I am that job. And so he came into my office and he says, I, I'm not going to welcome that job. I was like, you, you might want to. <laughs> um, but this is what happens as we meet the kingdom of God. We, we exchange our value system. And we start considering some things greater of value and greater of importance and greater of priority. And this is what happened to us when we came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you that the kingdom of God has a different value system than the kingdom of this world. And the value system of the kingdom of God, and I want you to repeat it with me, is called honor. Honor. This word is an ancient word. It's an old word. It's a word that's not used nowadays much. For all the things that are taking place in all the culture of our postmodern, they call it society, is to desecrate and to dishonor all things. It seems to be the more you walk in dishonor, the cooler you are, the more hip you are, but God's value ch- uh, system does not change. He continues to say that if we walk in a degree of honor, that He is prepared to to do great things according to His design. And so, I don't know where honor is in your life, but I know that God wants to increase that in every category. We talked about last week as we were talking about bringing our first fruits to the Lord and to honor God with the first fruits of our increase. That means there's a special um, For some people, all the money they receive is just all the same. But then when we come to the kingdom of God, God says there's a certain portion of the money of our increase which we're to honor God with. And it's that first fruit that we should bring before God. And it's different than all the other uh, part of our increase. For the world, there is no capacity to put money into different levels of honor. But the Bible teaches that those that are able to describe and to attain to honor in their life, they're going to prosper at huge levels. So I want to start in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we want to start in verse 19. Where the Lord begins to tell us, you want to build like I want you to build? Start out with a solid foundation. A lot of the things that are taking place in our life come to naught. They come to a horrible end. And it's not the end of a matter that a man should uh, pay attention. The Bible says to make sure that you build well so that the end will not be a shameful end. You should lay down that first foundation. The foundation of God is standing sure. Those that build... Knowing that the Lord, He's the most important thing in our life. He knows those that call upon His name. He knows those that are getting iniquity is, that word iniquity is a strange word, but it actually means not doing what you want. Isn't that awkward that God would call us to forsake What our desire is. I don't know if you've had this experience, but I did early on. I learned that everything that I wanted grew old and the time would pass. It would grow old and the time would pass. But those things that God wanted lasted a long time and they were eternal. There's a whole principle about this in the Word of God. He who does the will of God abideth forever. He says, don't be as the grass of the field seeking the glory of this world because as soon as the sun comes up, the glory passes. It suffers detriment. And so if you live for temporal things like the prophet did, the pastor, the preacher in Ecclesiastes, he always lived for the moment. He always lived for the now. He always sought his own desire only to confess, I hate life. I hate everything that has to do with my work. Well, he wasn't living for the glory of God. He was living for his own personal attainment and glory. So the foundation of the Lord is sure. You can build on this. Let everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord get what they desire out of their life. And it's it's very strange. And God wants to give you your heart's desire, but he says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of his heart. Yes, you delight in God, He begins to usher into your life the blessings of the dreams you've always had. And so it tells us how we're to do this. And it has an illustration for us. In verse 20 it says, In a great house, there's not only vessels of gold and silver, but also vessels of wood and clay. Some vessels will be put for honorable uses, and some for noble, but some will be dishonorable purposes. I I didn't understand that, but I want to tell you that um, where you make your food, that's an honorable vessel. That You don't want to make your food in the dog bowl, It wouldn't be to your delight. A dog bowl is a dishonorable vessel. A toilet bowl is a dishonorable vessel. Why? Because of what it contains, what goes into it. And God wants to make us vessels of honor. And honor is the value system of the kingdom of God. Honor is that which sets you aside from all else. And God wants to split that down. You should honor the day of the Lord. Some people do not honor this day. They treat it like any other day. Uh, they treat it less than any other day. But the day of the Lord is a day that has been set aside that we should go and worship God. We should go and inquire of the Lord. And so the key to being one vessel of honor or the other vessel of dishonor, it all determines the capacity you have. Verse 21 to cleanse yourself to be set aside if therefore a man would put away from himself things that are unclean he shall be a vessel unto honor he shall be sanctified and purified meet for all the master's good use prepared for all good work and so what is telling us there is that each of us have the potential to be used of god Who are these people that will be used of God? Who are these people that will be poured out? Because a vessel doesn't contain anything in of itself, but that which is poured into it. And there's some people that cannot be poured into because all that you pour into them, they're cracked and it leaks out and they contain none of the value. We would never uh, pour in an expensive drink in a cracked vessel because it would satisfy no thirst it would just go right through and usually a paper cup or a styrofoam cup that's the quality of the things that we use to put in there uh, water or or some juice or coke but we wouldn't put anything of substantive value in these vessels in fact the vessels that contain the riches of the world are safes are those vessels that we find the vaults and the banks who could get into that not many people Who can defy the the strength of these vessels that contain the world's greatest riches? And here God wants to do this in us. He wants to entrust to you great and precious uh, substance of the kingdom. But you know something? We have such a little and poor ability to purge ourselves, to cleanse ourselves, to make us ready for the master's use. And and do do not be deceived in thinking that that your lot is just as much as anybody else's lot or that God is going to use you to the same capacity he uses to that person who makes provision to be used of God you know there was a time in the old testament God told his people I want you to dig cisterns I want you to dig deep vessels so that you can contain the riches of my outpouring from heaven You imagine you're asking God, God, we're thirsty. God, we want you to rain on our family. And God looks down and he sees nothing with which to catch the rain. He sees nothing with which to catch that which he's going to pour down from heaven. And so I'm concerned a little bit, and I was here at the church. I said, if God is going to use this church to change the world, we need to begin to dig some cistern system we 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 need to to show God that we have depth in our capacity to receive the things from heaven a lot of people are very superficial they just live the moment they just live the day they just seize the moment is is the old saying they just want to live for now they're not preparing for any long-term blessing of the Lord and I'm thinking Lord I want to be one of those vessels of honor So for years, I've been getting ready. For years, I've been grabbing all, like Kenny told us on Wednesday, all the garbage and get it out of our life. We can't build when there's clutter. We can't do the things, all, like Kenny told us on Wednesday, all the garbage and get it out of our life. We can't build when there's clutter. We can't do the things of God when our agenda is full with junk. And you'd be amazed at the value. I'm an expert at those that want to invite people to their weddings, right? All the lists start here at church with 300 people. When they fall on my desk, we end up with 30. Why? We're getting rid of those relationships that are not deep. Those relationships that have no significance in the long term. They're not people that we really know. They're not people that, that are really entwined in the family relationship. They're just, you know, the... The guy down the street, the guy that waves and says hi. But he's not an integral part of what what the family, what the celebration. These are the people that end up criticizing the food. They end up criticizing the dress. They end up criticizing that the wedding started late. These are the people that are not part of the reality of the celebration. They're not people that are rejoicing the depth of what's taking place. And we've become such a superficial society. You ask somebody how you're doing, what do they say? fine or doing great are they really doing fine and great no but that's how deep of honor and and again I don't I don't there's there's no definition that replaces that word honor there's there that's the value system of the kingdom you you either show honor or you don't show honor one of the Uh, Verses Isaiah 29:3, God says to his people, Yeah, you guys sit there and tell me that I'm I'm the best in everything. I'm I'm your best. But these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It's it's the it's the value system of heaven. What is the priority? What is God? What is the significance of God's work here upon the earth? And you'll see that some, by the very lack of showing up, their their inability to to just honor what's going on with their presence is a serious issue. Uh, Being invited, now everybody's going crazy with Prince William's wedding, right? And they're talking about all the celebrities that will be there. It's called honoring the wedding couple with their presence. But you'll see that as we grow in the things of the Lord. We become more accustomed and more accustomed to dishonor in the fact of our presence. You know, at one time, this is not limited only to, to worldly people, for in the book of Samuel, we see that God tells Eli, He says, you've taught your children to dishonor my presence. You've taught your children Let's read uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 13. For I have told him that I will judge his house for the iniquity. There's that word again. For for doing what they want. For living for their own pleasure. And, And Eli knows better than this. He knows this is going on. Because his sons... Have made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. The whole aspect of God bringing judgment upon Eli. Eli was the high priest of God's people. And and God says, I'm going to judge him. I'm going to judge his house because he has no capacity to know what is honorable and he has no capacity to keep honor. He doesn't restrain himself within honor. When you come outside of honor, that's dishonor. And we live in a world where, where God is calling us more and more to be sanctified. In other words, the word honor in the Bible, we don't, we don't understand this, is kabod. It's a Hebrew word which means glory. The glory of God comes over our life. To the capacity we have to honor. God wants to fill the earth with His glory. What's that mean? He wants to fill the earth with His honor. He wants a people that walk according to what He's called us to honor in days, in relationships, in service, in our agenda, in our economy. I'm I'm wondering if there's words of honor. Do you know if there's words of honor? The Hispanics have made it almost a humorous tradition to dishonor the world with their words. And the words are... are, Their children are born, and and the first words that are taught to the Hispanic children are curse words. They find it comical that that a, a young child might take up a curse word upon his lips. But even... Even words are, are to be honorable. Uh, you'll see that words, the, the word not only means um, glory in, in Hebrew, but it also means substantive. It means something. When you say something, it has weight. That's where that word comes from. Um, that's why gold is more honorable than silver. It weighs more. You can't can't manipulate it. You can't get rid of it. So this is what God is trying to do in our lives. And, And it not only has to do with our words, the meditations of our hearts. Can you begin to repent for thoughts that do not please God? Forget it. You know, some people say, I didn't say nothing. Yeah, but you thought it. So start sanctifying your thoughts. Because you live in the presence of God. And and David would say, Lord, because you live in the presence of God. And and David would say, Lord, let the meditation of my heart and the utterance of my lips be pleasing to you. Let let those things within the house. Let those things within the vessel start being cleansed. Let me start uh, bringing value to the inward man, to the inner man. As the outward man perishes, the inner man is being renewed day by day, the Bible says. So I'm, I'm considering, I said, Lord, I know that when I came to you, when I came to Jesus, was the prime example of honor. How many say amen? He took everything that needed to be serious, serious. He gave weight to everything that it was weighty. He gave it its proper weight. The Bible says it's an abomination to God for the balance to not have its full weight of value. You know, I always say that in a balance, you have the good and the bad. Can we ever live our life where we we give the true weight of those things that have weight, the weight they deserve, and those things that do not have the weight, the weight they don't deserve? That's honor. That's what it's called to be an honorable man. That's what it's called to be uh, people. That's called to be uh, people that know how to honor their their different relationships. So there's thoughts, there's words. How about our dress? Is there a manner in which we honor by the presence of what we wear? Of course there is. I remember going into. Uh, One of my cases years ago, I went before a judge and that day I I hadn't brought my tie. And as I walked in to the tribunal to to represent a matter, very quickly, I just needed to be there a couple of minutes to address the court. And the judge says, excuse me, Joaquin. I said, yes, judge. He says, are you on vacation? I said, no, judge. I'm actually here. I'm going to work. He goes, not in my courtroom not dressed like that it was just missing a tie but in those places of high honor it requires for us to be in high honor if not they'll take a little paper I have and they'll say you know something you're no longer privileged to practice in this court because every vessel must be fit for the use and God has great big uses for us the devil Wants to contradict the work of God upon the earth. So as God is calling us to sanctify. Which means to be separated from the world. To take on the semblance of honor. To take on the semblance of honor. To begin to to move in this direction of more and more honor. And that's where the reward is. That's where the heavens open. Those who honor God he says. I will honor. Those who hold me in a place of serious weight, I'm going to weigh down on them. But those who dishonor me shall be dishonored and not to honor me. You taught them that, that one thing is good as the next. And so we, we have that special uh, definition for those things that are not honorable. Ready for this? This is, this is the not honorable category. It's common, average, average. We justify ourselves average. We justify ourselves by saying, everybody else does it. It's common to everybody we know. I mean, if we look across the room, see, we're all there. We're at that stage. Well, you know what honor means? It's above common. Where you take it to another category of of specialty. When you're honoring your parents, you're saying their opinion is just like your opinion. They have a good opinion, and my opinion's good, and my sister's opinion's good and we're all common. But to honor means to take up that opinion above the opinion and put it here in a place of priority, a place of emphasis, of highlighting its importance. Why? Because dad said so, because mom mentioned it, and I want to honor her. Yeah, but everybody else is going home at one o'clock. Yeah, but mom says be home before 12. That's honor. That's, that's, that's the kingdom's economy. He says when you honor your parents, everything will go well with you and you'll enjoy a long life upon the earth. If you want what everybody else gets, just live common, do what everybody else does. But if you want the rewards of heaven, begin to distinguish these relationships, begin to distinguish um, these, these acts of, of how you dress, where you dress, what you meditate upon, what you say. Those are all the things that distinguish you as the people of God. Thus, the glory of God upon your life. If you keep on reading there in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3, what ends up happening is that God says, I'm going to judge Eli, which is the high priest, and all his children, because they did not keep honor in my house, and therefore have sworn to the house of Eli, verse 14. Verse 14. That the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. I'm not going to bestow upon them the blessings. And so, as he was telling Samuel what he was going to do with Eli's house, the time came where the judgment came over the house of Eli. And it says there, In verse 20 of chapter 4, it says, And about that time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have borne a son. But she did not answer, nor did she regard it. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel, because the ark of the covenant has been captured, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, "The glory has departed from Israel, for the ark of God has been captured." Here, one of the sons of Eli was having a son, and the father-in-law Eli dies. The father dies. The mother's giving birth and dying, and the son that is born is called Ichabod. The word "kabod" again, honor, glory. Ich means it's no longer there. There's no no longer anything special about that family. There's no longer anything special about the glory of God upon that household. The children have ceased to receive that which comes from heaven that says the glory of the Lord will cover us. To what capacity? If, If one purges himself. If one walks out of that lifestyle of doing what you want, how you want, where you want, like everybody else does. And so, we being the people of God need to understand that God is calling us from glory to glory. And so, we being the people of God need to understand that God is calling us from glory to glory. It, it, it never stops. And I have some people in the house of God that says, Pastor, you know, so when is this going to stop? It's not going to stop until we're in the very image and likeness of Christ, where we are taking each step of honor. Uh, Our time needs to be special time. The Lord has made each portion of a day for us to live according to His glory. You know, back in the times of the people of Israel being in the desert, we were talking about this the other day for lunch. God says, each day I'm going to pour out a specific supply of your provision, Monday through Saturday. Actually, in the Hebrew calendar, it was Monday through Friday. Because, because on Saturday, they couldn't pick up any of the provision. There was greedy people in the, amongst the, the, the people of Israel. And they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pick up on Friday for three days. We're not going to only pick up for Friday and Saturday. We're going to pick up for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Or maybe on Tuesday, he said, I don't feel like waking up on Wednesday. I'm going to, on Tuesday, I'm going to pick up provision for Tuesday and Wednesday. You know what happened on Wednesday? All the provision turned into worms. The food would only last for a period of 24 hours. You had to go out afresh and pick up a new portion of this thing called manna. Say with me, manna. You know what it means? It means, I don't know what this is. What is this? This strange strange supply that fell from heaven this morning that sustains us this day. Man, God is good. You know, I'm going to pick up today, Tuesday, for tomorrow, Wednesday. So I don't have to wake up and go out there. So they would hoard up a supply, bring it home. Don't tell nobody. We're not supposed to. And then Wednesday, they would open up a bunch of worms. But something miraculously would happen on Friday. When Friday they picked up for two days, they picked up for Friday and Saturday, there was no worms. You weren't supposed to gather on that special day that God had set aside for you to worship and to rest. So even us that we're Christians, we need to establish time frames. We're not to be like the workaholics. We're not to work till 10 o'clock at night. Why? Because we're depriving our families of their portion of time. And so you're dishonoring who? God ultimately, but your family as a consequence. You're saying your family's not worth getting home on time. So we need to begin to allot these things. Not religious. Remember when Jesus was going through the field on the Sabbath and some of his disciples picked a piece of grain of wheat and they started chewing it. And the religious says, hey, what did your disciples were picking up on the Sabbath? He says, look, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. These things, the laws of God, the rigorous requirements of our dating schedule is for what? For our benefit. They're to deliver us from a dishonorable lifestyle. The portions of God that God requires in tithing and offering. The portion that belongs to Him. What's it for? For our peace. For our understanding that every good and perfect gifting comes from above. It's not the economy. You remember, I think there's a political saying, it's the economy, stupid. I'm going to say, it's not the economy, stupid. It's not what we do here on the earth. Is we have a God in heaven. That would first have to deny his character than to leave us to starve to death. Because all those that call upon the name of the Lord are on a sure foundation. And we're removing ourselves. And I, I want to encourage you more and more. More and more to partake of those things that are honorable in the sight of the Lord. Why? Because God gives honor to those who honor him. Because God prospers those that are able to distinguish between honor and dishonor. And remember, dishonor is a little bit funny because we consider it negative, but it's really just common. You're saying, I'm not doing nothing special. You're supposed to. You're supposed to raise up and treat your marriage as honorable. Uh, Your your wife is not just uh, an antique. She's not a furniture. She's not a piece of furniture. You're to treat her with respect, with honor, with a, as, as, as a fragile vessel. It says, husbands, live wisely with your wives. How, how would I live wisely with my wife? Give her honor. Treat her more special than you do your mother. What a concept. What a concept to to be sweet, to be tender, to to walk in a different mindset. And so this is what God is calling us to. And I praise God in in John chapter 5, verse 23. He says, all men are to give the Son of God honor. A lot of people, you Jesus freaks, you guys give too much honor. Attention to the Lord. You guys go to church too much. You talk about God too much. Well, guess what? In John 5.23, he says, So that all men may give honor to the Son, just as they give honor to the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. I'm, I'm worried about those that call themselves Christians. That after a certain season, they become so comfortable in the house of God. They treat the house of God as common. I I remember the first day I got to the house of the Lord. I was like, man, it's just to be a part of of God's people. To hear the pastor, what what a blessing. You see, when they come to church, they say, Pastor, Pastor, we'd like to know what you think about this. Pastor, you know something I'm concerned about, you know, how you visualize this scenario. And pastor, and then they're here for years, and they say, hey, Joaquin, come here. Come here, Joaquin. You're my buddy. Oh, that's what you think. I, 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 you know, my accountant told me this, or, or, or my, my neighbor told me that. And they treat everything as, as the same. They disregard the honor In this place, they disregard the the dates, the seasons, the times, giving more honor to other things, to other relationships, to other pre established scenarios. And we can't. Why? We're the people of God. We're the people of God. Most than all the people in the earth, our blessing doesn't come from what we strive to do in our strength, it comes from that place which we honor. And when you honor God, God, say God, opens the heaven and honors those who honor him and bless those who bless him. And our hearts drawn to these things are the ones that show forth the glory of God being poured out. And it's not it's not mine. A lot of people say, "Well, that's your opinion." No, trust me, it's not. I don't have any more opinions. I see what the Word of God says. I draw lines where God draws lines. I live in that, in that sphere of territory, of the balancing, weighing things according to how God weighs them. You think they're not important. You think they're, they're not to be attended to. You, the wool's being pulled over your eyes. You don't understand. If you prepare yourself, if you get ready for the glory of God, if you walk in a different honor system, you're going to get a different glory. A lot of people have the mindset, it doesn't matter what I do, it's going to be the same. No, it's not. There are people that will honor the commandments of the Lord. They'll honor the ways of God. They'll think like God wants them to think. Thus, they inherit what God wants them to inherit. Inherit. And other people will will have a different price tag. They'll have a different economy. And as God sees down from the heavens and he sees two different types of people. Let's read that, Isaiah 29, 13. Where he says he sees two different types of people. This, This aspect of respect and courtesy and reverence and service. He says some talk about it. They got the gift of God, Lord. Their actions don't show it. They have no physical ability to manifest the honor they say they have for this. Wherefore, the Lord has said, for inasmuch as these people draw near to me with their mouths, and with their lips they do honor me, their hearts are far removed. And their fear toward me is just a matter of what they can learn at Sunday school. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned because this, this is supposed to be not, not necessarily the imposition of, of instruction, which is good. The imposition of, of instruction, which is good. But that inside, the life of God would lead you to leave some things that are worthless. One of the first things that I left when I first became a Christian was all the worldly music. All all that music that dishonors God. Talking about lust and women and Doing things that, that before God are dishonorable. How could I delight in, in music that doesn't honor God? I, I, we threw it away. That was one of the first things we did. Months later, my little brother came in and he opened up a, one of the cupboards and he found a whole bunch of booze. He found vodka and rum and all this stuff that we used to throw parties with. And he says, how come we have in our house that which dishonors the Lord? And so my parents were like, the guy was 13, 14 years old. And there it went, down the drain. And they got rid of the stuff in our house that dishonored God. And then the, the cable television with the channels that, that do not honor God, the computers, the, those things that, that dishonor the presence of God in our, home, in our homes. Are you making provision to invite Christ into your home? And so... To the degree that we 're able to do two things, and this is, these are the two emphatic things this morning is identify that which is honorable and choose it. Because there are some people that say, oh, that 's bad, that's good, but I 'm going to continue to do that which is bad. When I was going with, out with Yvette, I wanted to honor our relationship. we would go to the movies, and if there was anything that dishonored her presence, the presence of the Lord in our relationship, if there's anything the presence of the Lord in our relationship, if there's anything that, that was nasty, we got up and left. And so we cultivated in our relationship a respect and an honor that we enjoy to this day. Of, of, of something pure, of something special. I, I, didn't, I didn't treat our relationship like you could throw, you know, I, I guess if, if, if we go into some type of sewage and, and just grab the sewage and just pour it all over you. Pour it all over your relationship. Pour it all over your house. Somebody says it's almost like bringing a hose A lot of the stuff that's on cable is like bringing a hose and pumping sewage into your house. And so we still haven't learned how to draw the lines of that which God honors and that stuff that is special in the sight of God. The Bible says in Romans 13, 1 through 7, all these authorities that are governing us, all those things that are in place by God, they've been placed. Do we honor them? Let every soul be subject to the authorities that are in power, for there's no power but God, and the powers that are are ordained by God. Can I tell you that the person who put the youth group pastor there is God, and you need to honor this man, not because his name is Kenny and he's special to us, but because he's a servant that represents the authority of God, and we don't know how to honor that. We don't know how to say, oh, he could be my grandson. No, oh, he could never be your grandson. He's a minister of the gospel. He represents the authority of God in your child's life. We just had a whole family leave the church because they don't want to, to honor the authorities that be. They want to go to a place where there is no authority. Where there's no authority, what happens? There's no glory. There's no honor. There's no respect. So whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. I had a a young man used to come when I was a youth pastor. When I was a youth pastor, and Kenny remembers, he used to sit in the back row every service for five years. He would tell his girlfriend, this guy's a radical nut. This guy's too legalistic. This guy, and he was just like sowing into her life all this stuff. Well, guess what? Five years later, they got married. And then two years after they got married, she wanted to leave him. So she, he called me, and says, pastor, will you sit down with us? And I said, sure, I'll sit down with you for whatever it's worth. So they came over, and when I tried to speak into this young girl's life, she says, listen to me, for five years, this guy told me you're an idiot. I don't respect you, and I'm not going to listen to you now. Because we, we use authorities in time and place, and it's horrible. So I looked at him, I said, you've made a mess, My friend. You have no one this person respects. So now at the time that you need to hear from an authority, from a person that you're going to give more weight to, you're going to follow his advice. You've made me of such little weight that she doesn't want to listen to the words I have to say. And so it becomes a curse in our lives. It becomes a curse to to your children, uh, wife. Listen to me. When you dishonor your husband so bad that the day he has to stand up to tell your son something, the son looks at mom and says, are you kidding me? Mom says you're a clown. Mom doesn't respect you. Every time you said no, mom said yeah. Every time you said we're not going there, mom said yeah. Placed by God in that place. And there in Romans uh, 13, it says, verse 2, these authorities are placed there for our benefit. Whoever, therefore, rejects the authority, rejects the ordinance of God, the order of God. They that resist or reject shall receive to themselves blessing. Oh, no, don't get so religious now. What do you mean no? What's the word damnation mean to you? It's what damns a nation. What, what destroys a people. When you when you defy these things, and for us they're natural, right? They're oh, I'm a man, he's a woman. Uh, I got a college degree, so does he. I'm, I can make decisions just like. Listen, you're a fool. You're a fool with a capital F, because you're flying in the face of the honor that God deserves. And God is an awesome God, and those that are able to purge themselves. Um, those that are able to remove from themselves an attitude that dishonors, an attitude that disgraces. Uh, parents that come here to the church and they tell their children, you could get here late. Uh, y- y- this is the example we're going to show to you. We're going to leave early. We're not going to serve. We don't count it a, a, an honor to serve in the house of the Lord, to serve God's people, to refresh the saints. That was one of the, that was one of the hallmarks to prove your Christianity there it's a widow in our midst, the Bible says, if she did not refresh the saints, she's not entitled to any provision. This is one of the, if, if they don't honor the house of God, if they don't honor the work of God, if they don't put it in a special category, they're not entitled to the blessings. They're not entitled to the refreshings. They're not entitled to the reflection of God's glory. Let's stand this morning and ask God, Lord, can you teach me what it is to be a vessel of honor? Can you teach me what it is to purge myself from everything that is not honorable? Could I I take steps closer to your desire for my life to be a useful minister of the gospel? Are you still speaking the same words? Are you still thinking the same thoughts? Do you still go to the same places? Are you still.? Do you still go to the same places? Are you still. Participating with the same mentality. One of the things that I had to learn. Ready for this? This is is tremendous. I couldn't hang out with people that didn't honor God. Because I knew that God wanted to do something upon the earth. And so somebody asked me the other day, how come you've gotten away from so many of us? And I said, because you guys don't live like I live. You don't treat God as special as I treat God. You guys don't understand that God wants to do great big things and it's going to agree in the capacity that I've made these decisions. A lot of people have stayed behind. Who are those people? People that wanted to compromise. People that wanted to conform. People that wanted to settle. They wanted a discounted call. If you're going to be mightily used of God, you better get mightily prepared. Whatever you prepare for, that's what God is ready to pour out on. If you're not prepared to be used of God, don't expect God to show up. If you've flown in the face of his dictates, and, and remember, Eli was a, listen, I want to tell you something. Ready for this? Eli was an awesome high priest. He was an awesome high priest. He was the high priest, but he didn't teach his children to fear God. He didn't teach his children to honor God. And when judgment came to his house because of his attitude, he got wiped out. His sons got wiped out, and his grandson carried the name. Ready for this? Ichabod. No honor. No glory. That's not what we've been chosen for. We're to be chosen. He's chosen us, but now we have to choose him. He's chosen us to be vessels of glory. been chosen for. We're to be chosen. He's chosen us, but now we have to choose him. He's chosen us to be vessels of glory. Are you going to continue to disgrace God? Are you going to continue to walk like ordinary and common? And to the degree that you separate yourself, and we're all on this journey, I continue each day asking God for more and more separation, purging myself more and more from my thoughts, my ways, my understanding. I want to know Him. I want to think like Him. I want to speak like Him. I'm here. As you honor Him at the basic levels, He opens your eyes to other aspects of honor. You begin to see it different. And so, some people, and so some people that would witness this from the outside say, what, what is his motivation? Because I want to honor God with my whole life. He, the Bible says, is worthy of all honor. To him be the glory. The power. To him that sits upon the heavens, that has called us with a, an incredible calling not to conform. I've, I've met a lot of Christians that tell me, I don't have to do that. And I'm like, it's right, you don't have to, but you should want to. Nobody's forcing me. And I don't think anybody's gonna force you, my friend. No one's gonna force you. As we sing this song, we say, Lord, we give you thanks for what you've done here today, Lord. As you uh, continue to allow us to understand your heart, oh God. Father, we want glory, but we don't want to purge ourselves. We want to have honorable future, but we don't want to pay the price up front. Lord, remove from us our double-mindedness, Lord. If we don't want shame, we don't want damnation, we don't want judgment, Lord. Father fill us with you so that we could choose that which is more excellent beginning with the meditation of our heart the words we have spoken let that match the deeds that we live let us not just honor you with our lips and our let that match the deeds that we live let us not just honor you with our lips and our hearts are far from you Let us bestow upon our children the honor that is due to your name. The honor that is due to the church service. The honor that is due to those that are in authority that serve in the house of God. Those that refresh the feet of the saints are worthy of honor. Your word says that those who preach and teach these things are worthy of double honor. Of a high degree of specialty, Lord. Because they teach us the things for our prosperity, for our blessing. Father, we give you thanks for your Holy Spirit that leads us always to triumph, leads us to truth, leads us to live these things, not just to hear them, O oh God, but that we might be doers of your word. We're prepared, O oh God, not to be dog bulls, not to be toilet bowls. We're prepared, O oh God, to be the vessels. That you can pour into so we can satisfy the nations, oh God. We give you thanks for this house that we've been in the house of the Lord and we have heard from your word, Father God, that which nourishes our spirit. We ask you to bless the families in this church, Lord, as they continue to draw near to you, Lord, as they continue to prepare for your coming over their lives, for your cloud to come upon their descendants, oh God. They won't be Ichabod. They won't be lack of honor or lack of glory. They will be filled with your glory from on high. They will be vested with adornments of honor, Lord. And all the nations of the earth will see that we are your people. And we give you thanks in the name of Jesus and the people of God. Say